1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And folks, make sure to grab the 2023 NFL BetQL betting preview. It's the must-have tool for the 2023-24 season. Unlock a world of sportsbook offers that will have you playing smarter, not harder. With more than 10,000 in-depth game-by-game simulations at your fingertips, you'll be equipped with unparalleled insights to make informed bets. Whether you're a season better or just getting started, this guide is your ticket to maximizing success in the world of NFL betting. Do not miss out. Grab your copy now when you sign up for a premium subscription and get ready to conquer the odds. Joining us now to preview the upcoming NFL season is Michael Beller, executive producer of The Athletic Football Show. Follow him on x at mbeller. And, Michael, one of my favorite episodes, uh, I guess probably of the entire year, is uh, when. Robert Mays and Nate Tice, uh, predict their top 10 offenses and defenses. And I'm curious, in this exercise, what you have learned as far as these predictions, and then when you go back to look at overall accuracy, which offenses and defenses hit and which ones fall just short of finishing in the top 10.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I would say the the big thing that stands out is that uh, at this time of year, uh, we have a much better handle on who the good offenses are going to be versus who the good defenses are going to be. Because we can follow the quarterbacks, right? And it's not always going to work out perfectly. Last year in this exercise, some teams we felt extremely good about having very good offenses in 2022 included the Rams and the Buccaneers. And that didn't work out exactly. And obviously we were following Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady, respectively, there. But generally, We have a much better handle on on who the offenses are going to be, who the top ten offenses are going to be versus who the top third of the league in defense is going to be. And I think the way that we can translate that into what we're talking about here in the gambling world is early in the season, you trust what you think you know about offense versus what you think you might know about defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, that's the challenging part. If you can project the top 10 defenses, like you probably have a good handle on uh, on how teams are going to be performing because uh, you have a better idea what's going to happen offensively. Now, speaking of offenses, we have a number of breakthrough quarterbacks every single year. Last year, Jalen Hurts, he's in the MVP conversation all the way until the very end, and then you had, I, I'd say, Geno Smith for sure with a breakthrough season. He ends up being your comeback uh, player of the Year. Any quarterbacks that you have circled, whether it be fantasy or just backing their team, uh, quarterbacks that you think are going to have breakthrough seasons? Um,
2: I, I mean, you already broke through from a fantasy perspective, but I think this is going to happen more in the real-life world. And Joe, I, I hate to get labeled as a homer on this one, but... I mean, oh! Justin ...fields, man. I mean, I mean uh, we all... We, you can, you can apply whatever labels you want to apply based on him being an Ohio State quarterback, uh, but we all know what his track record is coming out of college, and we all know what he was dealing with last year. Uh, just absolutely nothing, nothing around him, and no quarterback. You, I'm not going to say no, because maybe you could have dropped Patrick Mahomes into that situation, and he would have been all right, and maybe the Bears go 9-8 and eight or whatever. But few, if any, quarterbacks could find individual success in the circumstances that Justin Fields found himself in last year. They get DJ Moore. Is he one of the 10 or 12 best receivers in the NFL? I don't know, but I feel pretty comfortable saying he's a top 20 receiver and miles better than anything Justin Fields had last year. They used the 10th overall pick on Darnell Wright. Now he's got an anchor on one side of the line. Braxton Jones played pretty well last season. The Bears obviously feel confident enough to keep him over as the starting left tackle. So you feel much better about where the offensive line stands this season. And, If DJ Moore works out the way that the Bears are expecting him to work out, things just make more sense. It's like a lower-grade version of what the Jaguars are expecting out of Calvin Ridley and how things just fall into place the way that you would design an offense because now everyone gets bumped down a little bit more. Everyone gets their... Uh, Their responsibilities lessened, and now we're talking about Darnell Mooney Moore as a number three, which is probably where he slots. It feels like the Bears and Ryan Poles did everything they could to get an accurate picture of who Justin Fields is this season, and I think that's someone who you want to be betting on now that he has all this around him.
0: We've got Michael Beller. Be sure to check him out on the Athletic Football Show. And, Michael, recently you guys looked at the top 10 offenses and the top 10 defenses. What were some of your biggest takeaways from that? Was there any surprises or, you know, a couple teams that seemed pretty balanced on both sides of the ball that maybe we could look at in terms of futures? Or someone that, you know, cracked the top 10 that maybe we're not even thinking about?
2: Yeah, you know, I, you know, when we when we do this, we're talking about um, you know, measuring these things and, and advanced metrics. So we're really looking at you know weighted DVOA, EPA per play, things like that. And so you know, they're not always going to match up perfectly with just straight points per game, yards per game, things like that. And so something that carried over from last year that I think we can apply to this year is that the Falcons squeezed way more out of that offense a season ago than they should have been able to, and that was with Marcus Mariota starting 13. Of the 17 games and desmond ritter is not going to be someone who i don't, you know we're going to be talking about desmond ritter this year the way we talked about jalen hurts last year i don't think he's going to be one of those breakthrough quarterbacks but he certainly brings i think an element of competence that we didn't necessarily see from marcus Mariota last season and certainly an element of letting this team throw the ball and throw the ball downfield more than they were able to with marcus Mariota a season ago we know what arthur smith can do with offenses we know what arthur smith can do with run games we saw that in tennessee This guy turned Ryan Tannehill into the most efficient quarterback in the NFL for a full season and a half. Tennessee had the best record in the AFC just a couple of years ago. And a lot of that was due to Arthur Smith's offensive design. So you now put him uh, in this next season in Atlanta with a quarterback who they can be a little bit more confident in. And I think we're all extremely excited about the weapons that are around Desmond Ritter, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Bijan Robinson, eighth overall pick in the draft this year. Tyler, Tyler Algier, excuse me, had a very nice season. That's someone who Arthur Smith's proven to be able to get a whole lot out of. I don't think that changes this year, even with Bijan taking on a monster role. You look up front, it's a pretty good offensive line. Arguably the best guard in the NFL and Chris Lindstrom. I mean, t- from left to right, they feel very good about what they're going to trot out there in front of Desmond Ritter. So I look at them as a team that, what, about 2 to 1 plus 210 to win the NFC South? And I like that a lot, you guys, because even though Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division, we certainly have to say that to start the season, I think Atlanta's got Mm -hmm. the best offense in that division. And I think we're going to see that borne out over the course of the year.
1: I want to talk about rookie quarterbacks here because uh, after C.J. Stroud's performance and his first preseason outing last night, it's one of those things where I know you don't want to overreact to just one preseason outing. Yet at the same time, I'm not sure that any of these rookie quarterbacks are in a position to succeed this upcoming year. And I'm curious when it comes to, say, like offensive rookie of the year betting, things like that, if it's best to stay away from the quarterbacks, A, because they don't offer a lot of value, and B, maybe they aren't in that good a situation and then it's better to look at running backs and wide receivers for that particular market hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your place For a happy price, go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles; we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: Yeah, I, I think that's where that's where I would come down here. I, I think that um, that these that the teams who did end up uh, getting in, into the top end of the quarterback market are, you know, doing everything they can early on to put the right situation around their guys uh in their rookie seasons if i was going to get interested if i was going to get involved with any of them it would probably be anthony richardson because of what he can do as a creator i think a lot of the uh, concerns about him uh being a raw recruit were a a little bit overstated i think if you actually go back and watch what he did at florida there's some some things there that translate a little bit more quickly to the nfl than a, a lot of people would have had you believe when we were talking about him before the draft you also think that that Colts offensive line should be better this year than it was a year ago. I mean, it was it was an absolute mess last year. There's no question about that. But there's still some talent on that line, even though it's not what it was a couple of seasons ago, that you feel better about that. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, if they figure things out with Jonathan Taylor, it's a solid enough infrastructure around him that he's the one I would feel the best about if we were talking about this. But you have so many receivers and running backs who were just dropped into more advantageous situations, and it's not – an award, as we've seen in recent years, that is just automatically a quarterback award the way that MVP is. So if I was looking at that, I certainly uh, would be uh, considering, you know, Bijan Robinson, as I just said, I think he's going to have a very strong first season in Atlanta. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba the player, I think with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett there, he might just not have the volume that you need as a receiver to get the numbers. To be Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's not going to be Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave and the numbers that those guys were able to compile last year as the obvious Mm -hmm. number one receivers on their team. That's just not going to be JSN's reality this year. But I do think that that's the route that you want to go receiver back versus what the QBs are in the the O'Roy spot.
0: Uh, Michael, it's funny you bring up JSN because that's exactly where I was going to go, just the Seahawks in general. Because in the final month up to the the lead-up of the season, there are certain teams a lot of – I guess the betting community kind of clings onto Um, that. You mentioned the Falcons earlier, and I certainly understand the case. They've been very buzzy. Another one every time I take a look at is Seattle. And you would think that much of the public would be on San Francisco, but we've seen this shift. The, The division odds are now shorter than two to one. It wasn't that long ago we were talking about Seattle being three to one four to one. So what do you, what do you think about uh, them in general? And, and this idea that, you know, I don't really trust Purdy. The schedule is going to be tough for San Francisco. Maybe they take a step back and Geno Smith does it again. Um, it's Maybe it's not negative regression. Maybe this is closer to the, the player that he is.
2: That's really what that all, what it all comes down to for this team across the board. I mean, there's a lot to be, excited about it i mean they talk about the team that just nailed a draft right i mean last year i mean things could not have gone better you i mean they 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 potentially got two tackles for the next five six seven years in the same draft i mean that is unheard of it's ridiculous and then on top of that (laughs) you 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 uh, make the uh your secondary so much better with what they uh, were able to do at the corner spots as well. So you you already have that coming into the year. You add Devin Witherspoon to that mix. You add JSN. I mean, there's plenty of reason to feel great about what this team is going into the year. I think the hesitation, at least for me, is that as great as Geno Smith was last year, he earned every single bit of what he did we're talking about one good year, and even that one good year uh, did start to slow down as the season wore on. We all watched that, uh, that playoff game where you know, the, the 49ers didn't necessarily uh, just blow them out of the water, but it never really felt like Seattle was threatening San Francisco in that playoff game. And so if we can see more September-October, Gino for a full season, this team's going to be right there once again. And I think all the concerns with Brock Purdy are understandable. Kyle Shannon obviously has showed us over his time as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach that it almost doesn't matter who the quarterback is for him. He's got some sort of magical alchemy that he can just figure it out regardless of who his quarterback is. And that is a team that also has all the right weapons around a quarterback to make him be able to succeed regardless of what his draft pedigree was maybe. For example, I do think that the Seattle hype is warranted. I can't quite get there personally because of how strong that San Francisco team still is, top to bottom, even though we are drawing a huge question mark next to the quarterback's name.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see how the Seahawks team shapes out. I'm curious your thoughts on the NFC North. A lot of people are expecting some regression from the Vikings, and I think some people, a lot of people, you could say, are expecting more from the Lions. Bears, Packers. How do you think this uh, division will shake out when it's all said and done?
2: I, I I keep looking for reasons to not like the Lions the most because uh, it just it feels too easy uh, with the way things uh, have gone. And this is a franchise that has never really had it all that easy. I keep looking for reasons that we shouldn't be buying them. But I I can't. I just can't do it. I mean, we have you know major quarterback questions in Green Bay. Not Jordan Love's fault. We just haven't seen him play, so significant quarterback questions there. Uh, The Vikings, um, they're not going to go thirteen and four again. I think they're probably better than they're getting credit for. I think the thirteen and four. There's almost like a a thirteen and four tax that everyone knows they weren't a thirteen and four team. So they're Mm -hmm. really a six and eleven team. I don't know if I fully buy that, but do expect them to regress. But the thing with the Lions, you guys, the thing why I keep loving what this team is putting out there. It's because of the offensive line. Again, I mean, so, so much of this just boils down to who can win up front. And this offensive line is so, so, so good. And they had some health concerns last season. And so if, you are, if you're talking about a line that was already good, that can be even healthier this year than it was a season ago, and a team that has already showed us that they can scheme up an offense to be greater uh, than the sum of its parts. I mean, Ben Johnson's going to be head coaching somewhere next year. I don't know where it's going to be, but he's going to be head coaching somewhere then I think that's a team that you really want to buy in on, especially as the big bullies of the division for the last decade, decade plus in Green Bay and Minnesota have shown us reasons to believe that they're going to regress. I don't think Chicago quite gets there this season. So as much as I want to go away, as much as I want to zag here uh, away from the lions, I just think that it's hard to argue with the fact that this is still the best team. And I think certainly the best unit in this division is the Detroit offense.
1: 30 seconds left here, Michael. Do you have a Super Bowl prediction?
2: Bengals over Cowboys. Been uh, circling this one for a a little bit here. Um, Obviously, the Burrow Cap thing just needs to be nothing, and that's a team that I think punches through this season. And then, again, Dallas. I mean, I could talk about this team for – could have spent this whole segment on Dallas, but I think this is the most talented team in the NFC East. Mike McCarthy just needs to stay out of the way. Wish Kellen Moore was still there. But (laughs) – Bengals over Cowboys. That's the Super Bowl. Well, that
1: just means we have to bring you back on to talk about the Cowboys. I know Aaron would very much love that. Michael Beller of The Athletic Football Show, thank you so much for your time. we greatly appreciate it. Again, follow him on x at mbeller uh, for some fantastic football insights and so when you know when the podcast drops. This is BeckQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, some mispriced college football win totals and how to bet them right here on the BetQL Network.